0: Three, two, one. Welcome to Hungry Hip Hop, public style reviews where you just have the freshest taste on what these artists have been up. We're looking for the spiciest bars, vibes, and production in order to expand our palettes and diversify our playlists. So, on today's episode, we will be reviewing the latest Earth Gang album, Ghetto Gods. Earth Gang, uh, Earth Gang is an American hip hop duo from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, They're composed of two rappers, Alu and Wow Great. Um, They're part of the musical collective Spillage Village, which also includes J.I.D., Hollywood JB, Jordan Bryant, Black, Mariba, and Benji. Uh, They're most known for being part, though, of the bigger imprint of uh, Dreamville Records, which is the Prophet J. Cole's label. That he and other artists like JID um, come from. And so, their Earth, Earth King is, a, I would say, a lesser known name in hip hop. Uh, if you really listen to rap and hip hop, you've probably heard of them, um, if not have listened to them. But, like, uh, I would not say, like, if you're not, like, a hip-hop head or, like, really listening to rap, you've probably never heard of Red gang. Like, you don't really, they're not headlining festivals. You don't see, like, their music videos blown up on YouTube or any of that stuff, you know? I would say the most shine they probably got ever was during, while uh, Dreamville was making Revision the Dreamer 3, where they had literally, like, every Dreamville artist plus guest on uh, one album. And there was a lot of earth gang on that album and a lot of it was sick too. Um, And so, yeah, but they're a really cool duo. They don't make that typical Atlanta trap. That's not their sound. Uh, Even though they're from Atlanta, they make a more like soulful kind of, I don't want to say like uh, jazz or blues because that's not the case, but um, a much more soulful kind of more funk uh, vibe What they bring to their hip hop sound. So all that being said, now, here comes your 22 release. I think this is their second release from Dreamville, while, while being on Dreamville, but the album Ghetto Guides. So,
1: let's get into it. I want to start with you, Milo. What were your thoughts on this album? This is Milo, live and in stereo, coming at you with this 53-minute album. Average song length is about three minutes. So, other things to expect. You've got... So, obviously... His Majesty Jermaine Cole does have a feature on this album, as he should. Other features include JID. Is it JID or JID? You could say whatever. Yeah, I've heard both. Because I don't want to say like, like no ID. I've heard both. I have, I've heard JID and D- Just don't and call him by his first name. What's don't call name? him by his government. I don't even think I would. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Is at this
0: point.
1: <laughs> and Ari Linux. We we heard her featured on another album we did a while back, but I can't remember what it was. She did a vocal feature. You also got Nick Cannon
0: is on this. Yeah, I was surprised by that when I heard that.
1: <laughs> as well as CeeLo Green, who's, we can yeah. talk about that when we get to that particular song. This album does have skits. I think there are a total of three skits throughout the whole album. And in fact, the album starts with a skit on the first part of the intro. So that's pretty much it for the technical breakdown musically a lot of these songs sound like now i know i personally am not I, this isn't a problem for me because i was fine with iTape tape and another recent album we just reviewed corday mm-hmm. so musically a lot of these songs sound like other people's styles for instance there's a song that sounds a lot like a song that logic did off of no pressure there's another song that sounds a lot like something that kendrick did so we could get into that as we go song by song i know um, i know alan that might have those might have bothered you, but we'll see when we actually get to those tracks. But musically, there's nothing too experimental or unfamiliar. It's not very trappy and not very set in one particular genre, I would say. As far as rapping technique, there are this album has a lot of good hooks. And I would say the technique is more it, it's closer to what old head would old head would like. It's not very focused on like creating a vibe with the words. There isn't a lot of like R&B style spice talking going going on over the music. Overall, I'd say it's a solid project. About every song's a let play. I found myself being able to just play this and listen to it in my car without dying to skip any of the tracks. So that's good. There are only two songs though that I would queue up.
2: So I actually really, really like this album a lot. I, I enjoyed listening to Mirrorland in 2019, but for me, This is Earth Gang really coming into their own. Uh, Mark, you mentioned that they're not the most trap-influenced maybe group out there. But for me, I did did feel a little bit of the trap-influence where the 808s, like I complain about 808s drums a lot, but I think they're utilized in a really good way. Just when they're put below like a really soulful sound and some really just strong fundamentals of rap put on top of it, I think they can be used really well. And this is a great example of that. I think every feature is, every feature on this is really good in my opinion. And I mean, this is maybe, I mean, this is easily my favorite feature by future ever is on this album. And, and I think the, like when we'll, we'll get to the track, but when he comes in and the vibe completely shifts and you, it's fantastic. I, I do think there are a couple that I don't really like quite as much, but like you said, Milo, every song is like at least decent. The the song about smoking weed, I don't like really that much. is probably the weakest in my opinion, but this is a solid project. And I think that they've really, they really stepped it up. And I hope that this album gets a little more attention than, than Mirrorland ended up getting. Cause I think this is a significant step up.
1: Yeah.
0: So, uh, I was not so happy with this album. I'm going to keep it real. I, uh, I was expecting something else. I mean, it might grow on me, but I was expecting something that I did not get. So part of what I really like about Earth Gang is they have, like, really wacky and fun flows sometimes. Like, if you listen to their episode on the cave when they're rapping over, like, Kenny Beats stuff, like, it's, like, really fun, like, wacky flows. Like, they're um, uh, kind of have like say this kind of, like, I don't want to say, like, Energizer Bunny, but kind of like like, like a pepper their step. Like, there's a real, like, kind of movement to it. Um, If you listen, especially if you listen to them on Revenge of the Dreamers 3, um, it's, like, very fun that way. And all the the songs they're part of are fun. Now, I've never listened to an Earth King album. I've only heard songs that they've been a part of. So maybe on their albums, they have a whole different vibe. So this is my first time. But yeah, I was not a big fan of the vibe of this album. And as Milo likes to phrase things, this was a struggle to get through. This was this was oppressive for me, if I'm being honest. Um, I was kind of just waiting for this to end. Um, that, there were some songs I liked. Um, there were some things I liked. But overall, I felt like it was lackluster and kind of boring, and I would say a vast majority of the songs were forgettable to me. Like, I started finding myself writing the same things in the notes, and I was just kind of like, yeah, this doesn't work for the most part. But like I said, there are some songs I really do like. Um, most of the features, I thought, kind of didn't really pretty much set a the table, even the J. Cole or the J- J.I.D. features. Um, and then Nick Cannon one, just, I don't know. I'll talk about that later when we get to that one. But... Um, yeah, the features didn't do much. I think the beats were kind of the most lackluster to me. Like, I don't know. They just, they didn't bring anything out. They didn't make me feel anything. They didn't make me move. They didn't bring me to any emotion. It just didn't do anything. The best thing I would say so about this album that I really liked was actually the lyricism. Like, the topics. I thought Earthgang topically were on some really good points, especially on songs. Like, um, uh, I liked... Uh, well, actually, Ghetto Gods was a good one at first, but uh, Waterboys, American Horror Story, I really liked, and I did like Power, and Strong Friends I fucking loved. I love that. Um, I love the whole song. It's probably my favorite song on this, but I loved uh, the theme of Strong Friends a lot. And so, yeah, it was, it was cool to a degree, certain parts here and there, but overall, it, I would say definitely it was a letdown for me. I can feel that yeah uh alan what's something you really like off this
2: so the song that i'm always going to come back to is billy which is the third track and it has it has (laughs) i talked about it earlier but it has future on it let me let me pull it up right now is it a bill no you see it's because it's called b-i-l-l-i that i that i would think of it like a billy like the song a Millie." But, yeah,
1: really.
2: but I think like a billion is a thousand times more than a million, and this song is a thousand times better than a milli, by far. And one, the the thing that sticks out when I think of anything on this album is the beat switch that happens when Future comes in and he says like I feel like a god on this earth, and it suddenly, the vibe gets really dark and really heavy. And future comes out with this verse talking about how he's kind of at the top of his game in Atlanta. and this is the first time that I felt like like I got it, where now future is this like icon from Atlanta, and I feel I don't know, like i'm I'm gushing just about that that one part, but when he's, but I just I don't know, just like if you're someone who's as skeptical, about Future as I was in the beginning, I would consider like checking out this song because he actually raps. He doesn't do any of the, he doesn't like make skirt like type noises or anything to like fill space. Like I feel like he does on his actual songs. He's just like actually rapping on this and the way his like dark, heavy raspy voice like carries the track and the beats, which is fantastic. The first part of the song I think is pretty cool. But for me, the highlight is when Future comes in and you feel this like, really heavy presence that he brings so i liked it a lot milo i'm curious did you like billy
1: yeah actually when you when you brought it up i opened spotify just to make sure i added it to my playlist and i did so it's on there nice and this song is definitely a cue up I really I really enjoy the song. It's got the same, it does not sound the same, but it gives the same kind of energy as the keep a gold chain on my neck, flies the a jet, boy, but a trimmy respect. When they come to the hook uh, and they're talking about a Billy, a Billy, a Billy. So I really enjoyed the hook on this. Very catchy, especially as someone who would like to be wealthy. No skits or voicemails on this one. So that's cool. We just have the music. The only, I still queued, I still queue it up despite the future feature i did not enjoy i just don't enjoy anything by future i don't i don't like his voice his style of delivery and the beat change didn't really do much for me but it comes at the end of the song it's the song ends on that so it's fine because i can just hear that beat switch and then skip the track after that so it's it's a i don't know a pretty bouncy high energy song that i like and look forward to hearing again in the future but i don't know maybe Mark still managed to have a negative experience. But you thought Amelie was better. The Carter did it better? Oh, no
0: question. No question. <laughs> no question. The Carter did it better. That's Wheezy F baby did it better. Let's say <laughs> Wheezy better. That's gonna be my new thing. <laughs> Wheezy better. But um but so it's funny, Alvin. So I'm sitting here listening to a song, right? i am go, oh feature is gonna be interesting. And then that beat switch happens. I was so fucking disappointed, dude. Oh I my God. I did not man. like that beat switch at all. I thought the beat beforehand was like kind of cool, okay, whatever. That beat just came and kind of took all the energy and feeling out of it for me. But the crazy thing is, I actually did like Future's Flow. I'm like, Oh, his rapping sounds nice and crisp and like his rapping sounds good, but there's no good beat for me to bop to. So it's, it feel like a waste. It just feels like a fucking wasted good future verse, which you rarely get anyways. So I was just kinda it's kind of really pissed me off <laughs> being honest. But um, but yeah, I, I really thought I, at first I was like, Man, this song is a shit, you know, it's cool. But yeah, that that beat switch did not hit for me. So it's funny that like you were
2: hyped about that shit. And I was like, Man, I cannot wait to go down this motherfucker the way i would describe it is like like a like a like a villain beat you know what i mean like it's really a villain type beat. your villain your villain arc
1: (laughs) yeah like
2: not not even no not even like a mad villainy it's like like fucking future is like atlanta-based thanos you know what I mean? Oh, I would love, he likes...
0: I would love to hear that, bro. I would
2: love he would to, probably dude. love if I called him Atlanta-based Thanos, but like, <laughs> but that's the vibe I got when he says, "like I feel like a god out here," and then the beat is the so ring, fucking baby. dark. Yeah, I was like, okay, now I get the future vibe. Now I understand. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, dude, that's funny. I think it's so big for, I know, so quick little side shit. I think a big thing for Future was getting that Drake co sign really early on, too. Like, yeah. the fact that he had that collab album with Drake and they had uh, Jumpman, 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 which was like the biggest song of the year when it came out. And uh, yeah, he just had, like, he was already growing. And then I think that Drake collab, like, really kind of fucking skyrocketed that nigga. And yeah, now he's just.
2: His influence that, like. is undeniable now. Yeah, like undeniable. as much as I don't really like his music, his influence is like really strong. He influenced
0: like so many of my favorite rappers. If like they would not be there if it wasn't for Future, and they've said that. So like even if I don't listen to Future, I gotta prop him because the, my favorite rappers wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So same how I feel yeah. about Kanye. Like there would be no there would be no childish Gambino without Kanye West. So, yeah. But hmm. anywho um my, I, what, forgot I forgot about that mark did you
1: have a song that you did like
0: wait hold on i forgot about what
1: i forgot that kanye west is the reason we have childish gambino.
0: oh yeah yeah there's actually a youtube a little youtube mini doc which i watched last week with juan uh called donald glover son of kanye which I actually didn't think that was that good of a YouTube doc it was one of like the like lower quality ones. But I do think that's a interesting idea. And I do think a very legitimate one, the idea that uh, Donald Glover is the son of Kanye West and obviously in like an artistic sense um, and just how they express themselves and that kind of the, the issues they faced early on um, in terms of you're, you're part of this industry, stay in your industry, don't go out to under industries. And there are people putting siblings above you and you breaking through those siblings. And so, anywho, uh, so yeah, I, a song I really liked on this uh, actually is at, towards the very end. Uh, I've already mentioned it, but that is uh, Strong Friends. So this song came, I was already just kind of over this album, as I've kind of mentioned to y'all. I was kind of over this album, and then I heard this smoke Some," and I was like, okay, you know, I Alan said, it wasn't biting me means a greater song, but yeah, it was okay for me. I kind of liked it. And then I really loved this, um, Checking On Your Strong. And like, it was very soul, soulful. It almost sounded like a gospel song. Like, like, that's why like it didn't even like try to sound like a rap song. Uh, check in on your strong friends. Check in on your strong friends. Uh, like, I really loved it. And it's like, how you been, my nigga? I'm here if you feel like talking. Tapping with your brother sister. We gonna keep it solid, you know? Uh, first first, this is a safe space. Say what you gotta say nobody perfect this ain't about politics watching you calling crazy um this shit is dismissive you just end up missing what someone who trusted you tried to say and that's just kind of like you know like fuck all the beef and shit over like stupid shit like you know just make sure the people you care about are okay and I kind of like really I don't know I really fucked with the vibe of this and I like it a lot so
1: it was giving depression off of top shot of flow Mm, I really really didn't, it felt forced, I think there's what's the word Alan used, it's not performative, there's, an, a, there's a word to use to describe like tracks that you feel are kind of just like put on there as like oh we need the mental health song, so that's what it felt like, especially that hook was so corny, that was a, like a, such a corny hook, which makes it, I started out by saying most of the songs in this are let play, and when I said that I had forgotten about stuff like Strong strong Friends and the last song, Run To, this is definitely a skip for me, just based mm. off of that hook alone. And then the content doesn't sound like there's any like real depth to it. I'm not trying to dismiss any experiences that he has gone through. I'm just talking about the way you represented those experiences did not have the strongest emotional influence when listening to the song, especially because of what you chose to say over and over in that Looney Tune sing-songy voice. But Alan, I mean, are there any selling points to this song for you? Maybe you had a positive experience. I mean, just the like lyrical message to me is a selling point
2: because I don't think it's something that like rappers ever really talk about because it's... Yeah, it's not popular. It's not a popular thing to
0: say. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So I think, to be honest, I kind of... I'm kind of with Milo in the sense that the song doesn't have... A really like a chorus that grabs me, it doesn't have like any bars that stick out or anything. But I'm also with Mark in the sense that I like that rappers are willing to go here. And Mark, when you said that you really liked the lyricism of this album, I think this is a great example of that where they're approaching something that's kind of unique, even if like the song doesn't really do anything special for me. And I think. A cool thing about like Atlanta based hip hop and southern based hip hop in general is that they're not afraid to get to get really into like gospel influence and to talk about stuff that, you know, the first part of the album might be kind of like normal kind of rappy songs and then get more gospel towards the end. Like I, I'm thinking about doing an album for my birthday from Atlanta that does a lot of this gospel influence later too, and so I think it's cool that they're kind of following in that tradition. That like I would say, Outcast really is the. I mean, obviously this is a two-person duo from Atlanta, so it's hard to not think about Outcast <laughs> when I'm um, when I'm listening yeah, sure. to this. But to me, this is kind of something I feel like Andre 2000 would be one of the only people to to rap about something like this. The difference to me is just that I think Outcast would make a more like catchy, unique song in the production end and would have more kind of like wild flows. But I do think that this is kind of like cool and for what it's trying to do and then something I'm going to listen to a lot, if that makes sense. That was a long ramble, uh, kind of talking about context, but I think the song's good. It's just not something I'm really going to go out of my way. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, that's fair. That's fair. It's, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, it worked for me and I'm just why like it um but yeah that's fair it, it's definitely like not the most creative not the most like you know artistic song it to me it feels like it just like a like a little addition like I had something I of when want to say I went through it on here that's kind of what it, this song feels like to me and I like that so um Milo what you got what you got for us dog
1: amen amen I know I I feel like you you don't like it because it's that r&b style type delivery is growing on me i have and that is definitely prominent throughout this entire this entire song it's the selling point for me is the hook and i'm not going to try to sing it this is definitely a cue up for me Uh, people should definitely check out that hook it's uh, essentially it's basically like daddy off of off of bodr back on death row just without that like loop in the background Uh, like the music sounds different but the content's pretty much the same like he's just talking about basically some girl that he's with and how you know he wants their relationship to be etc there aren't any like there's no super thought-provoking lyricism or crazy rhyme schemes that they deliver it's just the music sounds nice and whoever is singing the hook i like the delivery and that's pretty much why i'd be queuing it up if i were driving down the street or whatever yeah i would not had have any notes for
0: this dog dog like it, it literally like went in one ear and out the other without me really noticing i was like you know what the <laughs> like run that back quick. i was like yeah it's 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 not the type of sound that grabs my ears like we all know this i'm not for the r&b rap like it's just it works sometimes there are times when it fucking works for me but this is just not one of them. Um, I do like that line though. If I ever catch it, if I ever catch a case, it's because I clapped the races. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's a great line. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really about it. Like, they it, it. it like I literally just have nothing to say for this, uh,
2: Alan. Dude, what is with you in the hating on 2000s R&B? Because yeah, this is a fucking feeling, throwback 2000s R&B feeling. song, in my opinion. Like, like. They should have got fucking Cameron on this, and it would have like, he would have had the perfect vibe, in my opinion, for it. Although, okay. too, I do, I do get <laughs> that's a that's a deep cut. You guys probably haven't thought about Cameron.
0: No, damn, no. we um, have bro. it. I'm i I'm a hustler. I'm a, I'm a hustler. <laughs> wearing all pink, bro. Y'all here?
2: <laughs> I remember him wearing purple. what? Oh, I remember they all pink, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it's good. I don't really have anything to add. You kind of touched on it, but like, this is it's kind of just a good 2000 throwback song. Mm-hmm. And I also like that line about clapping a racist. But to me, I mean, like I said, to me, the thing that I really appreciated about OutKast and something that I think Earthgang is going for is that they're not afraid to mix it up and to have like an R&B track and to have like a rap song and a conscious rap song. And this is like, this is executing the R&B song, just like with good fundamentals. It's not blowing me away, but it's pretty good. Like I said, the album thing you're doing for my birthday, Milo, I think you're going to like, I think you're going to really like in particular. Um, and this is the type of song that is on it, just executed to like a 10 out of 10, where this song's like a 7 out of 10 for me.
1: Okay, I look forward to it. Too bad I have to wait, you know, like three months or two months. But uh, it'll
2: it'll come up faster than you think because it's already it's only two months away.
0: What's the song with both JID and J Cole? That is... Water Boys. Water Boys. Water Boys. Water Boys. Water Boys. Milo, what do you think of this song?
1: So what you said about the last song? This is still a let play. Like I wouldn't skip it. But I have the same feelings that you had for the song that I mentioned, Amen. This one really just came in one ear and went out the other. The only thing I really remember about it was that J. Cole was on it. And that said, I don't remember what J. Cole was talking about. I don't even remember the hook from the song. Like, unfortunately, the only selling point of this song is J. Cole, but he didn't have much to offer. It was once again, giving very much the off season type energy, which was an album that I know Mark and I weren't too excited about. Alan thought it was still a pretty good, pretty good album. You weren't like raving in the streets about it, but you said it was a good album, if I remember correctly. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just a let play song that I really don't remember much, much about except for Jermaine. I think there might me, have been one line where he even mentioned the offseason, but I'm sorry, Alan. He did, he did. I definitely heard it at some point. Yeah, yeah. J. Cole
2: does talk about the offseason. For me, this is an example of a strong chorus. I'm surprised you guys don't don't remember it as much. But when He's like, What is it? What up, mine? What up, gang? We getting this money, fucking this fame. I'm in this water and making shit shake. Like that that to me, like is a strong ass chorus in my mind. And I think that you said the J. Cole verse was already good, which I agree with. I- I usually like Jid more than J. Cole, but I think J. Cole stole the show on this. Uh, Jid's verse was really good, but it has kind of a, it's like a talk flow rap, but done in a really, like, really catchy way on the chorus. So this is one that I, that I actually like a lot more. This is one that I might pick for the playlist, but I feel like the features are strong. I think the chorus is really good and hella catchy, and it just, like, it pops like when you talked about mark wanting earth gang that had a lot of energy and that like this is kind of the evolution of their like their older shit this would be my example because they're not afraid to just like give you a like chorus that fucking pops and grabs you so i really like this track
0: yes for me like i was really looking for something on this album kind of like uh did you ever listen to revenge revenge dreamers 3
2: no oh okay
0: there's a song on there called Wells Fargo where they talk about robbing a Wells Fargo bank and earth gang does the hook is the most lit hook ever. It is so fun. It's the only thing I remember the goddamn song, but it's so fun. And I just really wanted something with that energy on this album, a nice single song on this album gave me anywhere, even half that energy. And so I think that's why I was really down. but, uh, this song in particular, I actually yeah the hook. I don't remember the hook either. Um, kind of just went away but i do remember i thought i was listening to a song thinking okay heard johnny venus go here uh what's other dude's name um Dr. Dot go rap all right and then j cole came and rapped or not j cole jad i was like okay j is definitely spinning right here like he's spinning it's dope but the beat it's just lackluster like it's just if, the, if you they could be the dopest rapper, but like if the beat is bringing zero emotion, like the beat will make it worse, in my opinion. Like you could flow a and that shit could give a vibe, but if you add a really weak beat in the background, it's actually going to kick it down a few notches compared to a really good beat that will raise it up a few notches. And so for me, it's like the beat on the song just wasn't that great. And so it kind of brought that down. So I was curious, like, okay, maybe Cole's going to find like a dope flow over this beat and make it sound hard. Uh, nope. That shit was whack too. Like Cole came over and like wrapped his part. And once again, it sounds cool, it sounds crisp, sounds like a nice Cole verse, but like it's not even anywhere close compared to like, let's say, um, uh, off, uh, off these or off these nuts, whatever, from J.I.D.'s album with J. Cole, which is literally an all time godly, godly J. Cole verse and J.I.D. verse. And so that's yeah. just a
2: really good ass album, though. That's hard uh, to yeah. I don't know. It's hard to compare, dude. <laughs>
0: but I don't know I feel like we should be allowed to compare because they're both Dreamville artists. So like they're from the record label. And so I don't know. I just felt like yeah, like I there there wasn't that type of energy. Like not a single song, not a single song on this album gave me that type of energy. And I was just kind of like really, like, not a sing, there wasn't a single song. Cause at first I first was listening to this album while like doing background shit and I'm just taking notes as I noticed things. But I noticed I wasn't working cause literally nothing was grabbing my attention. So then I had to, like to sit to like really listen where usually like this new dog album I was listening to that last week and I was cleaning the house, like, literally, I had to stop what I was doing because I was just fucking grooving to, like, the goddamn, like, song, Gunsmoke or whatever. Like, it's just there was nothing on this album that literally even gripped me except for the the song
1: I mentioned strongly. So the Crip Walking with the... Brown, bro, like, I swear to like, God. Bacon. Bro, I
0: swear to God. Put on Back on deck. <laughs> I've listened to that album multiple times over the past week. I've told you I was going to keep coming back to it. I've come back to this, especially that song Gunsmoke. The way Snoop Dogg comes in that is criminal, bro. <laughs> it's straight criminal. That nigga comes in and it's just fucking walks over the entire beat, bro. Like, <laughs> that shit is <laughs> hard. <laughs> but, yeah, um... But yeah, I feel like the rappers did their parts for the most part, but I just yeah, the production on this just did not god yeah. And if you just scroll this bitch, bro, like it's so many, so many words on this, so many lyrics, so many verses. There's um, so many words, dude. So oh many my god. words. Uh uh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's just not really much I need to say on this. Um, and yeah, I did remember Cole had a line where he said uh i think i might enter the draft the way i got a ratchet ask the pistons y'all niggas plan of fitness i don't panic no no carry under pressure my handles are cold like i don't know like cole wasn't really like like i'm not gonna lie that's actually kind of felt like an off-season type verse (laughs) like it was like it wasn't really much there like it just i don't know i feel like he has not put in the same effort in the like last year two years that like
2: Wait, hold on. You're out here praising this new Snoop Dogg album, but you're saying J.
1: Cole is lazy on his verses? Yes. Holy shit. yes. That's that is exactly, what, a lot of that no, is exactly is what I'm saying. That is exactly what I'm saying. When you have gout and glaucoma, <laughs> cataracts. <laughs>
2: you know? And you're trying to peddle your NFT?
0: Come on. That's what I'm saying. Snoop Dogg was putting in an effort where it's like, I feel like Snoop Dogg knew, like, hey, niggas are not going to listen to my album unless I fucking, like, bring it. Whereas J. Cole, that nigga could cough on a beat. Niggas are going to listen to that shit, bro. Like, it's just kind of like J. Cole had such the amount of clout in terms of, like, current rap that I feel like he doesn't need to try nearly as hard right now. Whereas Snoop Dogg, even though he has general rap clout, he doesn't have, like, clout as, like, a specific rapper anymore. And so... I feel like he felt like he had to like really kind of bring it. I don't know. I would, I I will easily say back on death row sounded like it was more energy than off season. I'm not gonna say it's better by necessarily, but it sounded like it's more effort than me. Off season did not sound like effort. It sounded like you, it really sounded like a warm up. It really did sound like he was just kind of like, like, "Ah, like whatever that shit Uh is, bro. I don't know what that shit is. I don't
2: understand that criticism. I have no idea what that means to be honest, but
0: Okay. Yeah. Anywho, um. Oh yeah, I was just saying though, real quick. Yeah, 2018 and 2019, Cole though, like, good God, like his he was the feature king. Every feature he had from like 2020, well, 2019 and like 2020, every feature he had was fire. But then 2021 and 2022, this nigga has not brought
2: it so far. So,
0: whatever. Maybe he needs Kendrick to come re inspire him again. Maybe that's really it. I don't know. Remember,
2: they were going to do a collab
0: album? Literally, right before Yo, you joined the fucking meeting, I was listening to, the, I was listening to like, this album. And then one of the next few tracks that played was uh, the collab song between him and Kendrick, where they just wrapped on each other's beats. And I was like, God damn, dude. A collab album by like them would literally burn the fucking industry down. Like I can't tell you, yeah. I can't even fathom how many record sales that would get the first week. <laughs> that'd be similar to like a like a like a Kendrick Drake collab album, bro. Like that shit would just be it's, imagine a, a so Kendrick weird. Drake Cole collab album. That'd be the hottest. I can't album imagine of time. what.
2: I, I can't even imagine what that would sound like. It's like you get a Kendrick like weird jazzy, <laughs> jazzy intro, and then. And then Drake comes out, he comes in, no, 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 <laughs> no, and then they, they just rap and then Drake says some weird creepy shit about taking a girl who's 16 and bringing her to Texas.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Why do you have the Aubrey adlibs down?
0: <laughs> they so perfectly. Because he
1: does the oh, same yeah. shit every
2: time
0: now. <laughs> yeah, they built <done> perfectly. <laughs>
2: See, I'm not even referencing a specific song, but you're like, wait, he actually just does that every song. It's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was perfect, though. <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, I just, yeah, I felt like that was such a, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know about, I don't know about Drake and, and Kendrick, but I do feel like J. Cole and because, like, they both sing. They both do, like, J. Cole and Kendrick both, like, will do, like, the kind of singing R&B thing, and they'll both rap. And so I think that those two will fit a lot easier on a album together than Drake and Kendrick would. That being said, I don't think we've ever had a Drake-Cole song, as far as I'm concerned. But we have had a Drake-Kendrick song in Poetic Justice and also on ASAP Rocky's album, too, The Fucking Young, or whatever, not Fucking Young, Um, whatever the fucking album's called, or Song called. So um but yeah so i do know drake and kendrick sound good together i don't know if they and cole would but i feel like they would i feel like that would be a hard album like especially if they really in their bag
2: does j cole like album. drake i uh, feel like drake kind of represents everything j cole like doesn't like about the industry
0: well uh, people originally thought there was beef and like you know who's a top rapper type shit blah, blah blah and there's a line that collapse song with kendrick he said something like coming out of six headed dragon or something like that which people thought are referencing the six drake whatever i don't know people thought that was beef but then drake or not drake j cole came out on a song and basically said like like the internet and rapper or whoever trying to instigate beef for no reason if i beef with for the rappers because of something like deeper than like trying to promote shoes so that was actually a diss like kanye but uh he was like he's like i don't just beef for rappers like it's not a thing i do and so as far as i'm concerned and I think like he got a Rolex from him. Something happened between the two. Like I'm, I'm almost for sure, from like the last publicly stated, like they're cool. Like I don't think there's any public beef between them at the moment, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah, I just I don't like it would be cool. I just don't. It it doesn't seem realistic. But then neither does yeah. fucking the Kendrick and J. Cole album. Like I, that'll probably never happen anyway. So it's mm-hmm. whatever.
1: Yeah. Did anyone like any of the skits off of this album? No
0: they weren't bad but they weren't memorable
1: there was one that I thought was okay which was the I'm not going to do the, the accent because I feel like that would just be completely inappropriate <laughs> but the woman was talking about you know all her girls are glowed up everybody's glowed up we got boss you know boss power and records and stuff that's all in the past are moving forward and it comes right before this song called Black Pearls Which I think, if I was listening to it correctly, it sounded a lot like it was talking about how people just disregard what women have to say because they sell butt pics on the internet. Like, oh, you can't have any opinion on stocks. You show your ass on the internet for people for five bucks. That's what what it sounded like he was talking about to me. I could be wrong. And the hook on that song wasn't bad. I vaguely remember it. So... I don't know, but did black pearls hit for anybody? I know the skit didn't
0: I could honestly say it did not hit for me. this was definitely like a uh n one a and out the other
2: okay
1: alan uh
2: so i'm I'm afraid I might have to say something similar. I'm gonna look back on genius and <laughs> no, i don't I think this is like. A worse version of the 2000s R&B song, like, like what was that other one we were we were talking about? Amen. Like, I think Black yeah. Pearl is like, like a worse version of Amen. Where I was like going back on this album and like I was producing it, I would say, okay, let's cut, let's cut a couple tracks here. Um, I think Amen is just a better, a better version of Black Pearl. So, this would be one of the cuts in my opinion, one of the weaker tracks.
1: All right, so Black Pearl is not going on the playlist. Power, we haven't talked about that, the CeeLo Green and Nick Cannon. Oh, yeah, I would like to talk about that one. Um, I mean, Milo, you could start, though. So, could so what part did Nick Cannon rap? I didn't realize Nick Cannon was on the song until I looked at the title of the song. I knew the part where CeeLo Green was talking. Rap? I don't think he rapped. I think he uh, where, where was he on the song? In the chorus. He talks a- during the chorus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was Nick Cannon. Oh, okay, well, there you go. If that's any indication of how much I like the Nick Cannon verse, there it is. The CeeLo Green verse was way more memorable to me because I think he was doing a singer's impression of what a singer imagined rapping is like. <laughs> and that's, that's what it felt like, especially with his really like distinct voice. I don't understand. Why not have CeeLo Green be on the hook since we know that he can sing and then Nick Cannon actually rapped? However, you feel about okay. Nick Cannon's rapping ability? Silo is like also we- on the chorus, but be more prominent in the chorus. I think could be a good suggestion. Who wants to go next? Because I mean, this song isn't a skip. It, it, no, it's a skip. I'm gonna skip the song. Anybody else got a more positive take?
2: I I like Silo's verse. I think it's kind of it's kind of cool to see him. But uh, oh, I didn't. Wait, what was what was that what was that one bar I really liked? Uh, oh yeah, I got through it all. I placed my hands on my balls. as a power grab. <laughs> just funny as fuck. Oh, Probably like on one. okay. Uh, I don't know. Like I don't I don't have too much to say either. It's just kind of like I was shocked to see Nick Cannon since his whole like. The whole black Zionist thing—I didn't know that if he wasn't canceled, but it was kind of—it's kind of funny to see him.
0: No and one uh, I like CeeLo's
2: verse a lot too. Say again?
0: No one canceled anybody over that. Uh, Black—it is—it is, it is pretty—it
2: is pretty popular actually. Yeah, so. it's, it's pretty
0: popular amongst the, like wealthy, specifically amongst wealthy blacks. That's a really popular ideology because it really puts the idea that we came from nothing, but we were meant for something bigger. And if you're a wealthy black. You likely came from nothing black. and are now and you're now something much bigger. And so you
1: got a and like, different term than a wealthy black. No, wealthy you're an black. uppity negro. <laughs> then...
2: I feel like well that's a bigger jump than anything Mark said.
0: Like <laughs> <laughs> wealthy, wealthy black all the way to uppity negro. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. No, I'm... And this uppity ass negro over here. <laughs> 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 oh god um yeah i i like the one part where Tyler Green says um but i hit different this industry shit different it's a major motion picture budget but it lit different i like that line a lot my wrist different and everyone my wit different try to go back to the old you sometime and you'll miss different like i don't know that that was the only part during his verse that really stuck out to me Really, the part where it's like it's a major motion picture budget it's lit different i don't know something about that line i thought was dope and because I'm super like interested in show right now, but I like that line. I thought it was cool. Um yeah, but other than that, like this song did not oh yeah, I will say actually Nick Cannon's part did stick out to me. Um, because I I heard him like like CeeLo Grant be like pow 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 and then Nick Cannon, yeah. So with the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be the is high the most high, you know. Oh. And then he's like, uh yeah, we own that shit. We rep it for all Blacks. That's why they had to get my shit back. And like, he's just always trying to do some like, inspirational shit right here, you know. And oh yeah, the part where he's like, shit, that shit's powerful right there. You know, what's the wild shit? I just named my daughter powerful. And they just thought I was crazy for that. Cause niggas they think they're crazy enough to change the world, the ones that actually do it. Like he's giving a, like each chorus, he's giving a motivational speech in the chorus while Cela Green singing power power power. Like he's like giving like a motivational speech. So like that's what stuck out to me. I was like, wait, who was this nigga in the background just talking? It's like <laughs> oh that's Nick Cannon. That was <laughs> just like ah oh, this makes sense now. And so yeah, he was just in the background, like giving these like weird motivational speech type shit. And so um yeah. It was it was interesting. It wasn't it was it at least grabbed my attention for an album that wasn't grabbing my attention. So I'll give it that at the very least.
1: Nice. So do we have enough at this point to bring out the spisometer?
2: I think yeah, I think I've said everything I kind of want to say. Yeah, there's there's
1: oh one more. Can we actually just mention
0: one more? Um yeah. I would like to mention american horror story um which apparently actually was a lead single for this album i didn't know that um i thought this was really 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 good like exceptionally good compared to the rest of this album um in terms of lyricism like this was the first point where i was like because i previously in the album like okay lyrics are cool whatever This was the first point in the album where I was like, yes, 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 yes. It still doesn't have the sound that I'm looking for, but lyrically I could get down with Earth Gang. Like if they're not going to give me the sound I want, the fun sound I want, at least give me something like, to like something that's like edifying. And this song really was, um, really talking about, uh, slave trade in America, but just, and this, this, that being an American horror story of where blacks were coming from and dealing with. And yeah, I just thought the way this the the way he described or they described all this shit was just so so perfect. Um and yeah, I don't know. I just I just think I just think they were really descriptive of what it's like being black in America currently plus in past history and just how it truly is an American horror story. And so I liked it a lot.
1: Yes, I wanna add on to the content about the song i'll just mention that the skit prior is appropriate for it it's just a skit about a uh well it's a skit in which a woman is talking about how a person in a black body navigates society when they already have one strike against them which is their skin color and i think that that's a good lead-in into american horror story
2: i thought this was a really good track too actually um it's it's different in the sense that it's, I mean, I would call it probably the most like real, one of the more real tracks on this, along with um, Strong Friends maybe, where they're talking about real issues, but just going through these different, like each verse has something different that's happening, like a story of them growing up in the hood. And then at the, I think it's verse three, they talk about like, there goes the neighborhood, which is funny because now they're dealing with gentrification in, in Atlanta to a big deal where like these people who are coming in, like, no, you weren't here when it was like, when it was like dangerous and how like, this is my neighborhood. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's it's really one of the more socially like conscious songs on the album and I I like it. It's not, I don't, it's weird though, because I don't feel like it's my favorite track on the album. And, like, I like like Billy a lot more, for example. I think what I'm more looking for out of Earth Gang might have been, been a little bit more of the hooks that I think come earlier on in the album. But this is a good track, like, to take nothing away. I think this is a good track. I just didn't have it sticking out in the same, like, way that I would expect for a normal lead single off an album, if that makes sense. Because I didn't even know this was the single until Mark, you just said it. Uh, I wouldn't have, have guessed it, to be honest. That's good
0: though. Do you have any thoughts? I can't remember if you just talked about the skit beforehand or if you
1: mentioned the song. No, I said. Yeah, I don't. Have, I have any more thoughts to add. I just wanted to, to mention exactly. the skit.
0: Um. Yeah. Okay. Now that being said, I'm cool with going to the spiceometer if you want to. Um, I myself will be giving this a not spicy. Um. I was thinking maybe it kind of spicy because once again, songs like American Horror Story or, you know, strong friends, I did think they were good, but having really only two songs I come back to out of 17, 18, that you can't get it kind of spicy for that unless the songs are by God amazing and they're not that great. Um, I, I've heard I, my favorite songs from them. I've heard all before this album. They were, none of them were on this album. Um, they don't, they didn't really have the energy that I liked on this album, um they didn't have the comedy people they're they're actually really funny like if you watch the uh the cave episode they're really fucking funny and just in general like if you watch the revision dreamers 3 behind the scenes documentary which is really fun to watch they're really funny always cracking jokes and whatnot. but this i don't know it just i didn't feel any of that on this album i didn't feel any of the excitement the high energy like it just it just didn't really feel like that was there and i guess that's what i really wanted from earth gang you know so maybe i'll grow to like this album in a different way at some point but initially it's just not only does it like go against my expectations but like not in a good way and so
1: yeah yeah most of these songs oh you go ahead most of these songs are let play for me with only two skips i could put, put this album on in a song while i'm driving like on a long drive and it'll be it'll be fine. So I'll give it a kind of spicy on those grounds. But this is nothing spectacular. But Alan, you were saying?
2: Yeah, I'm going to give this a spicy because it's not that it's not that I think this album like goes nine for nine with like nine home runs. I think this album goes like goes like two for five with a home run and a single and which is like really good. And it's just not it's not like blowing my mind if that makes sense in every way but like i said this is i have never liked feature as much as i do on billy like i it just it frustrates me that he can be so talented but just like put out so like such low effort music consistently um and yeah i like it so i'm going to give it a spicy and which I guess brings us to two tracks for the playlist. The first one of mine that I'm going to suggest is easily going to be Billy. I keep coming back to it because I really like it. I think it shows like their their ability is like to construct a song and like integrate a feature but also have strong verses. So Billy would be my first one and my second one, second one go amen just to show a little bit of their diversity and ability to like get into more of the r&b lane and like show off like how good they are at different stuff so amen and billy for me uh milo
1: how about two tracks from you those are the exact two those are the exact two i added to my own personal playlist so there it is there we go mark what are you what about you
0: I don't know what my two are. The only two I like, American Horror Story and Strong Breads. but yeah, let's go with y'all. <laughs> okay,
2: so I guess uh, by by process of vote, we'll be throwing Billy and Amen onto the album playlist for you. These are two good-ass songs. And so next week, we're going to be doing an album that has been getting, we almost decided to do for this week, uh, but we decided to do it next week, an album that's been getting just like major rave reviews from artists that I generally really like in Conway the Machine, uh, God Don't Make Mistakes. So we're going from Ghetto God to God Don't Make Mistakes. And it's his first album, like, apart from being a part of Griselda. And I think that, well, I've already listened to it. I won't spoil anything. But this is a big departure for Conway. This is a really, like, I will. one thing I will say is it's a very, personal way serious album and look forward to it there guys